If you will, please turn in your Bibles to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. If you don't have a Bible, there should be, Lord willing, one in the chair in front of you, and you can turn on page 944 to find our passage in Romans chapter 8. We are in a sermon series this, this fall semester, uh, finishing out all the way up until Christmas, going through Romans chapter 8, what we're calling, what I'm calling the greatest chapter in the Bible, and uh, because of the lofty and wonderful truths that we find there. And our passage this morning is, is verses 5 through 8, and again, these These words that the Apostle Paul uses as he's teaching the church in Rome and therefore teaching us, they require very careful attention and instruction to understand what he is is saying and what he means. And so we pray that God would help us to understand. Romans chapter 8, our passage of study will be verses 5 through 8. This is God's holy word to us this morning. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. For those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Let's pray. Lord, this morning, would you please give us the mind of Christ? Would your spirit work mightily in our hearts and help us to understand and to apply and to see the truths that are here in your word? We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, it's football season. And some of your teams may have done great, some of your teams may have been shamed this morning. But you know what that means, when it's football season, we can finally stop talking about politics and, and focus on something really important, you know, football. Uh, that time of year, especially in SEC country, I mean, you can literally get 24 hours a day of news coverage of your, your favorite team. And for those of you that, that hate football, you really hate this time of year. Uh, I mean, you can you can read blogs, you can you can watch news reports, you can read insider coverage of your team. Literally twenty four hours a day. It really is ridiculous. It fits right in with the adult Sunday school lesson on idolatry. Um, but have you ever noticed? Have you ever noticed on these big television networks after a big win? You know they're always going to go to the to the winning coach, and never go to the losing coach, and tell us, how did you lose? You know, it's, let's go to the winning coach, and tell us, how did you, how did you win? How did you get your team to perform like that? Uh, how, how did your team have such a dominating performance, coach? And the answer usually goes something like this, or with some variation. They'll say, well, we, we just had a great week of practice, and we had the right mindset. Or we had, we had a great week of practice, and we set our minds to our game plan to do our best, and to have a winning attitude, they all say the same thing. I mean, every week, you can predict it. But they always talk about attitude, right? Mindset, setting your mind to something. That's actually what the Lord wants to communicate to us this morning here in this passage. This passage picks up on the instruction of the Apostle Paul uh, from what he was saying in verse 4. 
uh, just uh, one verse above our passage of study. And he stated that the Christian, the one who is in Christ Jesus, is the one who walks according to, not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. And so in verses 5 through 8, the Apostle Paul will pick up on this theme, and he'll talk about the antithesis that exists between the flesh and the Spirit. There are two ways to live, or there are two types of people, or there are two mindsets that we're to have. Those who live according to the flesh, he says, and those who live according to the Spirit. So here again, we're introduced in this passage to some biblical, theological terms that require some careful interpretation. So the first you might see there is the word flesh. Now, when the Apostle Paul is talking about the flesh here, he's not talking about our skin. He's not talking about just the outward appearance, per se. He's describing, this is a, this is a word that he is using here in Romans chapter 8 to talk about our fallen, corrupt, and unredeemed nature apart from Christ. Here the flesh is the sinful nature. Those who are in the flesh are those who are in sin. Or to put it another way, the Apostle Paul explained this in great detail in Romans chapter 5, that those who are in the flesh are in Adam. Adam is their, is their head. Adam is their, is their father, not Christ. So you live as one is described who is either in the flesh or he says, in the spirit. And this is, hopefully in your Bible, spirit is capital S. This is talking about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit who indwells, who lives in all those who are in Christ. So when Paul is talking about those who are in the spirit, he's not trying to give us a code word or a code phrase for these like separate class of people or some second blessing that you must reach as a Christian, or some super spiritual person who has reached a superior state of humanity. That's not what the Apostle Paul is talking about here. He's talking about the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Godhead who dwells in those who are in Christ Jesus. And it's the Holy Spirit who's the one that comes in and regenerates sinful man, who applies the gospel to the, to the life of a person and changes their heart and their mind and makes them new. And Christ says, he is in all who have believed and trust in me. Jesus even went on to say, his apostles and his followers, they were, they were sick, they were upset, they were very unhappy that he was going to be leaving them. You know, don't go. And what did he say? Something amazing. It's actually good that I go. It's, it's better for you that I go because then the Father will send the Holy Spirit who will dwell in you and he will take the truths and he will make them known to you. He will be the counselor, the comforter. It is good, Jesus says, that you have the Holy Spirit. And so that's what Paul's talking about here, the, the flesh versus the spirit. Another word that the Apostle Paul uses in this passage is mind or mindset. A variation of the same Greek word is used five different times in this passage to refer to the, to the mindset or the, the inclination, the way of thinking that we are to have when it comes to the way we live our lives, the way we process information, the way we parent, the way we do our jobs, everything. 
the, the word for mind here is derived from the word that refers to the, the seat of all our mental affections and our faculties. And so it has kind of a wide meaning to include the exercise of our, of our intellect, of, of our wills, of our affections. This is what Paul means when he's talking about the mind that we are to have, the mindset. And so where is Paul going with this teaching? What is he trying to show us here? Well, again, remember that great banner statement back from verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So if you're in Christ Jesus and you're no longer living a condemned life, Paul is trying to show here there, there is actually a difference in the way you should live. There actually are two ways to live. There's in the flesh and in the spirit. And you are to have the mind of the spirit. But the question that we must ask, that we must seek this morning is, what is your mindset? What is your mindset? What do you, what do you naturally think about? Where do all your thoughts and your, your emotions and your attitudes, where do they go when you're just thinking about life? And what is your natural default setting? What is it that consumes your time, your, your energy, your money? What is your mindset? So in this passage, we'll discover that there, there are two ways to live. There are two types of mindsets that we can have. You are either spiritually minded or carnal minded of the flesh. You're either of the flesh or of the spirit. And what we will see in this passage is that our mindset determines who we are. Our mindset determines where we are going. Our mindset determines how we relate to God. And so let's talk about those three things. So the first is, look in verse 5 with me. Our mindset determines who we are or our nature as either a Christian or a non-Christian. Our mindset determines who we are. It determines whether we are a Christian or a non-Christian. Look in verse 5. He says, for those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. So again, to set your mind on something. Remember the coach saying we set our minds to it. It means that we put all our thoughts, all of our interests, all of our affections, our, our reason for living onto something. Because our mindset defines who we are and tells us something about ourselves and gives us our reason for living. Our mindset uh, helps us see where we're going, who we are. So here we have the juxtaposition, the comparison between those who have their mindset on the flesh, those who have their mindset on the spirit. We might say those who are a Christian and those who are a non-Christian. Those who live according to the flesh, they're dominated by the sinful nature. They are non-Christian. A non-Christian is one who does not live for God because their minds are set on the flesh and on doing only what that nature desires, not what God desires. But on the other hand, there are those who are Christians. There are those who live in accordance with the Spirit. The Holy Spirit dominates their lives and their mindset is on what the Holy Spirit desires for their lives. And the Spirit is the Holy Spirit Himself. And what does He want to do? What is His role in our hearts and our lives? It is to bring glory to the Lord Jesus Christ. And this works itself out in the life of a believer by the Holy Spirit showing us Christ. 
helping us to live for Christ, conforming our, our, our minds, our hearts, our souls to the, to the person of Christ so that we're more and more like him and less and less like the old nature, the sinful nature. And so Paul is concerned here with the mindset of the believer, that is the one who is in Christ, the one who is no longer condemned. Because a believer in Christ is to have a very different disposition than the one who is not in Christ. And so essentially Paul is telling the Romans church, you're not of the flesh. Don't live according to the flesh. Live according to the Spirit. The flesh is that twisted human nature in a person that caters to our selfish, ungodly desires. Derek Thomas said that the mindset of the flesh is a a relentless anti-God energy. That phrase really struck with me. Living according to the flesh is a relentless anti-God energy. It is focused only on itself. It's self-centered. It's selfish. It's, It's a nature that dwells in us that says, I am God and my will be done. The mind of the flesh is hostile to God, we'll read about here later. But having the mind of the Spirit is that redeemed life that is made beautiful and pleasing to God because God lives in us by His Holy Spirit. And so the mindset of the Spirit is to have the mind of the Holy Spirit who dwells in us and who shows us the way that we should go to please Christ. And so we're called to set our minds a certain way. We're called to to live a certain way. We're called to have a certain mindset. And to set your mind on the Spirit involves making the things of God the center of your thoughts, the center of your interests, of your affections, of your purpose. But again, we must circle back to that searching question and ask ourselves, all of us, what is it that occupies my life? What is it that I'm constantly thinking about and that I'm concerned about? What is it that my energies and my efforts are always focused on? What is my mindset? Because these things determine who you are. Maybe you have thought for some time that you're a Christian because you go to church. Or you thought that you were a Christian because you made a decision sometime 20 years ago. Or that you prayed a certain prayer. That you ask Jesus to come into your heart and change your life, but your, your life never changed. Your, your mindset never changed. And this is where Paul is teaching us that loving God and having that mindset on the Spirit is important because it should change the way you live, the way you act, the way you think. Because loving God with our mind One of the things that Jesus says is important to showing our love for him, to loving God with all of our heart, soul, and mind. And so as Christians, we must be people who are striving to do the will of God, to set our minds on the things of the Spirit. So how do do we do this? I mean, literally, what does it look like to live according to the Spirit, or to live in the Spirit, to set our mind on the Spirit? And I think it looks like this. That we must strive daily to remove ourselves from those things which are of the flesh. That we strive daily to, to do the things that help us to take our minds off the things of the flesh. 
that have nothing to do with pleasing God. And that we start to do the things that occupy our minds, our hearts, our lives with the things of the Spirit. Just simple things like worship, like prayer, devotion to God, reading His Word, setting our minds on things that are above and not on earthly things. Because the second thing that the Apostle Paul goes into here in verse 6 is our mindset determines where we are going. Our mindset determines our destiny. Look at this, verse 6. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. What Paul's talking about here is our destiny, our our final destination, where we're going, where we will spend eternity. And those who live according to the flesh, those who live apart from God, they only have death, eternal death, hellfire to look forward to. It's twice in one month I've talked about hell, right? (laughs) You know, this is is what it is. It's, 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 It's hell bound. To live according to the flesh is, is, is hell-bound. It's, it's spiritual death. It's no life apart from God. But those who live by the Spirit have life and peace. Peace with God. Peace with man. Peace being that, that apex, that, that ultimate thing that we, that we need to have true communion with God that leads to a life of, of joy and fulfillment and purpose in God a living according to the Spirit. What this passage is teaching is the doctrine of total depravity, the doctrine that teaches that we are without hope, that we are dead in our sins, that we are not in a right relationship with God apart from the saving, sovereign work of Almighty God. And so being aware of our sinful nature, our fallen nature, our fleshly nature is important so that we rejoice and we see that without the sovereign grace of God working in our lives to intervene, that we can do nothing to save ourselves. It must be by grace alone that we are rescued from death. Having the mind of the flesh alienates us from God. It causes fellowship with him to be impossible in this world, and in the next. But the mindset of the people dominated by the Spirit have the eternal consequence of life and peace. We are alive to God like the deer pants for streams of water, so our soul pants for God, and there's peace with God, peace with our neighbor, and peace within our own hearts. And it's because a Spirit-controlled life is deemed by the Scriptures as the way of Life and peace. And how should that change the way you live and what you think about? What in your life do you need to pursue with with greater intensity to change your mindset, to have the mind of, of Christ, to have the mind that is set on life and peace and not in death? And I think this is where the call to holiness must come in for everyone who is a believer. That we pursue holiness because God is holy. 
And this is the way of life and peace. But thirdly, our mindset determines how we relate to Almighty God. Our mindset determines how we relate to Almighty God. Look in verses 7 and 8. The mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. To be hostile to God is to hate Him. That's what it means. It means to live in animosity towards God, to live contrary to God, that His ways, His kingdom, His rule, His glory, His word, His people, His son, we are hostile and opposed to all of those things. That's what it means. To be dominated by the sinful nature and to have a mindset of the flesh is to live with no regard for God and His law. No regard for His truth. There's simply no way to please God in the flesh. And for the believer, may it never be said, may it never be said of us that we are hostile to God. What a terrible way to live. What a terrible situation to find, that we might find ourselves in. Perhaps a prayer that we need to pray the day is, Lord, help me not live in hostility to you. Help me not live aversely to you. Help me, help me not to ignore you and your ways. And having the right mindset and a renewed heart is key for the Christian. Having a a mind bent on the flesh, it's, it's damning. But having a mind on, on the spirit is life-giving. How are you filling your mind? How are you filling your mind? It's one of the most important things that you could think about while you're here on this planet Earth. And this is convicting. This is convicting when we think about how much time we watch TV. How much time we spend on our hobbies, how much time we spend on our work, how much time we spend on filling the blank. What are we filling our minds with? And so what can be done? What help could we get so that we would have the mind of the spirit and not of the flesh? I'm here to tell you in Huntsville, Alabama, it is not rocket science. It is simple. There are the ordinary means of grace. They don't have to be flashy. They're, they're simple. Daily personal worship. Daily prayer. Weekly corporate worship. Meditation. Rest. Just rest. All of these things. All of these just ordinary things. The Holy Spirit uses to beat back the sinful nature and to help us live to please God and to have the mind of the Spirit. And so what Paul has been talking about here in this passage, really, there are two types of people. There's the non-Christian and the Christian. Those who are in the flesh versus those who are in the Spirit. There's two types of mindsets that we're to have. That we have the mind of the flesh or the mind of the Spirit. There are two ways to live. Are we going to live according to the spirit or according to the flesh? 
there are two final destinations, death or life or enmity with God or at peace with him. And thus our minds, how we set it, how we occupy our mind plays a key role both in our present conduct, the way we live today, and then our final destiny, where we are going. And so what is your mindset? What is your mindset? Is it to please God, or is it to please you? Are you thinking about spiritual things, or is your mind constantly on other things, on yourself, on the things of the world, of the flesh? This is where those words from the Apostle Paul from Colossians came in very helpful this morning that we read in our scripture reading, where we are called to have our minds set on Jesus, where he is at the right hand of the throne of God, that we're to set our minds on things that are above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God, that Christ died to bring you to God so that you will not gratify the sinful nature, but live in the Spirit. And so if you are in Christ this morning, you have died to sin. It does not reign in your life. And therefore, we are called to glorify God by loving Him with all of our heart, all of our soul, and all of our mind. But if you're not in Christ this morning, if you've discovered that your mindset is not on the Lord, it's on yourself, it's on the flesh. Just simply do this this morning, repent. Repent means to to turn away from. What do you turn away from? Turn away from sin. Turn away from yourself. Admit that you are dominated by the flesh and ask God to rescue you to show him your son and to give you the spirit so you may set your mind on Christ and on living in the spirit. And so may God help us not to walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Let's pray. Oh, Father, when we read and study words like this, we, 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 find ourselves weak and unable and and unworthy and and lost and fearful because we see clearly we cannot do it ourselves. We need Jesus. We need the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives so that we can seek the things that are above and not on things that are below. And so, Father, help us, help us, we pray, to walk in the Spirit, to love the things that you love, and to hate the things that you hate. Lord, help us to have a mindset, a mind that is devoted to you, to to thinking about you. Lord, every day, please interrupt us from when we are so selfish, so focused on ourselves, and show us Christ. Well up your spirit in us and help us to live and to walk according to the spirit. For it is in Jesus' name that we pray.